the Postmodern Art Podcast, the podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wowing the world over the platform they deserve. I'm your host, Nathan Raglan, and wouldn't you know it, Halloween is right around the corner. As the time for ghosts and ghouls to come out and make their presence know, as some of the beasts and monsters that encapsulate what this holiday means, I just have to say, unless you yourself want to be ravaged by some of these notorious monsters, well, let's get this motor rolling, shall we? Today's guests are Ashley Nichols and Dave Capdeville, the creators of the upcoming independent, highly anticipated animated project, Farfetched. Dave is a returning guest for this podcast, Ashley being a first-time one. I was certainly excited to have these two on the podcast, knowing how much fun they seem to be having with this project of Farfetch. I really wanted to get in to talk about what we should be expecting, considering the fact that I am among the many that are probably listening to this right now that is excited to see what's next. So I knew it was only a matter of time before I was able to drag them in. If you aren't already, go ahead and support these guys with the links down in the description below. If you enjoy the podcast, make sure you like, share, subscribe, or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. Leave five stars wherever you can. I see that stuff, and I absolutely love it. Also, leave a nice little you know, five-star review or a nice little comment in the uh, description below. If you want to go a little bit further with that support, maybe you should consider going to the merch shop at pmap.creator-spring.com. There you can find some outstanding designs done by some wonderful artists to rep some nice, cool, comfortable streetwear that you should be wearing today. If nothing else, I hear that the hottest costume for Halloween this year is going to be a fan of the Postmodern Art Podcast. And hey, if you just want nothing more than a cool place where you can meet some incredible artists and just chat about this stuff, or just art in general, maybe you should consider joining the Discord, the Artist Sanctuary. We've already developed a nice little community there, and we're always more than willing to welcome in some new people to have a good, fun time at the end of the day. But now, without further ado, please enjoy the Postmodern Art Podcast. Hello? Hello? Hello. Oh my god, turn yourself down. (laughs) No, I refuse. Oh my god, it's like... The voice of God. <laughs> if that's the case, I need a new religion. If that's the case, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> Hello, I am your God. That's what all your freaking simps think. Where, where's, where's Honeycast? I know, I know, you're, I know, you're spending your life making a show. Where's the, where's the funny podcast? Even my most loyal followers still think I'm a worm. That's not true. That's true. <laughs> oh, you know what I've been getting a lot. What's up? And I, I don't know actually where this started but the new meme for me i'm getting from people has been people reply to me that just dad come home oh no (laughs) that's not the way to go about this that happened earlier today like somebody was like uh i was sharing their drain art and they were like uh i'll do more art if drain if if dave comments because i like his grammar and i said Okay, feast upon this grammar, and they replied with "Dad, come home." And oh. I'm like, "What does this mean?" <laughs> like, like, I'll be honest; this is the first time, certainly, hearing of it. I will be the first to tell you all that. But then I got- had the, the milk and cigarettes. Yeah, you left all your followers to get milk. It's one of those you would come back with the milk, but the milk you grab is expired, so you have to go get back to get a new thing of milk. Yeah, or worse, it's just like 
just feed them the expired milk and then you don't have to worry about going back ever again. <laughs> I, you know? I, I don't think that's... You know what? You have logic, but that's not the logic I want to implore. <laughs> you want to advocate for child murder on the postmodern art podcast? I do me? not! <laughs> that's why this is the, the, the preamble, not the recording. <laughs> I mean, I am recording the preamble, but it's more just for posterity. To whenever I oh my I god, sync up the at the to sync up the audio. That's all. Just <laughs> for 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 legality reasons. For legality reasons. For legality reasons, we do not endorse. I might not even include this part as part of the podcast. You know what did happen? Like five minutes before we joined, though, I found out is that um, our lyric video got front paged on Newgrounds. Oh, did cool. it? Nice. Yeah. Wait, like just recently or just like initial? Like I imagine initially, but like just recently? Like five minutes ago. Oh, wow. <laughs> on Newgrounds and change the thumbnail. Yeah. I already got the snapshot for my account, but if you want to do that, go for it. There you go. Yeah, just Thank wanna... you, Tom. Thank you, Tommy Fulp. I want to change I... the thumbnail because uh, the old thumbnail is not great. <laughs> I mean, it's not terrible. Th- I think it's a good it's thumbnail. Ter- it's not the worst thumbnail. The new one better. What if we just, what if when the actual pilot comes out, we just make it like a really, really close up picture of just my actual face? (laughs) (laughs) That that for like a minute, like just for one minute, (laughs) would that be the thumbnail? (laughs) Yeah. Something tells me that you doing that would somehow double the views that the pilot would get just because they finally realized father has come home. (laughs) It should be like, it should be like a, um, like a blink and you miss it thing, like you know, like like the horse scene in Fight Club, where it's just like, <laughs> but it's like it's like my face is there for half a second, just like what the hell was that? Like, oh Jesus, that <laughs> one good reference. Secondly, oh dear God. Um, <laughs> all right, let's see. Thank you both for taking the time to do this. By the way, I sincerely appreciate it from the bottom of my heart already. <laughs> it was. It was yeah, absolutely. Uh, such a burden that actually got sick <laughs> nah, I had to move it. trust me it like I, I like i told dave or whatnot it I, i've got i've luckily gotten smart enough to the point to remember that i need to record these in advance so we had like a couple weeks buffer to record this like we're Dude, good our entire house got covid for the second time jesus it was yeah so yeah it sucked it hit ashley and our uh roommate jacob particularly hard didn't really uh... hit michael and i too bad I'm so uh, still sorry to hear that. I, I I had I had to deal with COVID once. I know it's not exactly the best experience at all whatsoever. No, so. <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of cringe. It's big cringe. It's it's major Dr. cringe. I think that's a quote directly from Doctor Fauci. COVID is cringe. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Uh, I, I I might have to see that press conference just to make sure that you know you're not just spreading fake inf- you know false information, Dave. Or are you, are you claiming fake news? I I, I potentially. <laughs> I'm nobody's not- gonna argue with me though. It's like I say, COVID's cringe. It's like, well, I can't argue with that. Yeah, exactly. It's, not, it, it's true. Like I think the- no one's gonna be there like being like, man, I I was such a fan of COVID until. <laughs> They started making fun of it. And I'm not cringe. Uh, <laughs> I can't yell like that. Fuck. You just like it's just say you 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 gotta drink something before you do that. 
I'll say, by the way, I, I know I kind of said this, but this is supposed to be premiering at like the end of the month or whatnot. So it's basically the Halloween episode. I don't know if you noticed, I got a little dressed up for it. Something that I think I, I know at least Dave's going to at least appreciate. I tried. I know. Most <laughs> Halloween color blue. Well, I was going to say, I tried a half ass attempt to look like Ash from Evil Dead. So. Oh, yeah. You do have the blue yeah. button down. Yep. I, I could Dude. not I could not find a chainsaw for me to use live in the podcast. So I just have to work with my good regular hands. Couldn't make the trip to Ace Hardware. I get it. Yeah, I get it. I appreciate it regardless. I appreciate the attempt. I don't. Know, did you see that we put? Um, because Tipsy and I did that Killer Clowns. Yes. We threw, yes. And, we, uh, and the special thanks we put you in front of the Chiodo Brothers. Aww. So, I appreciate that. I I know. I, because you know obviously tipsy you know she's working with me when it comes to the podcast or whatnot and like she's been keeping me like in the loop when it came to that cover or whatnot oh my god you guys fucking nailed it like uh every everyone involved with that did a fantastic job with that it was fun it was very fun uh uh Fasado too his animation's incredible i hope he gets more work because oh yeah Oh my god! Like, like it's way too good for what we did. Fasado is the one that <laughs> Fasado was the one that actually does the uh, the intro graphics for the podcast, like for this one. Um, he, okay. Yeah, okay. It actually premiered, I think, the episode after you came on. <laughs> but um, oh, dang it! <laughs> well, it's because so here's the thing. It, I, this was back in like episode three, I want to say after it was or four. It was with um. Sarah Fisher, uh, Giga Seraph, or what? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm familiar. Uh, sh- after that episode, he had messaged me. He's like, hey, have you ever thought about doing like an intro for the podcast? Like, hit me up. I'm, at the time, I'm like, eh, I don't know, maybe, whatnot. As I went a little bit longer with the podcast, I'm like, you know, it wouldn't hurt. So I, I got in touch with him. I just gave him kind of the the royalty-free music that I was going to use for the intro or whatnot, and he just fucking knocked it out of the park. I, I've i been championing him every opportunity that I get. So, And uh, I, you, uh, I was going to say, you did a wonderful job singing. Tipsy fucking knocked it out of the park with her singing as well. Like, oh, Jesus. absolutely. 100%. Fantastic. And then uh, DJ's music uh, version of it, very good. Everybody did fantastic. Absolutely. It was really fun. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for bringing it up because I was going to probably mention it right off the bat anyway. So there we go. <laughs> All right, Ashley, Dave, before we really get going, I must ask the icebreaker question of the podcast, if I may. Let's say Lay you get, it on me. Uh, I will be more than happy to. Let's say you get an opportunity to go to a desert island on your own accords. It's just you alone with your thoughts. You get to kick back, relax, breathe. Get to truly enjoy yourself for a little bit. To help with whatever vibe you're trying to go with, you can bring one piece of media or one piece of art with you. If given this opportunity, what would that one piece be? Uh, uh, not one piece, the anime, that's for sure. <laughs> no, no, no. I was about to say the entire series box set of Frasier, but then I would have nothing to play it on. No, no, no. Like, it, it, I, I say dessert, but, like, we'll give you the accommodations to where you can okay. enjoy whatever you want on the island. You get, you <laughs> yeah, get a small the series box set of Frasier and a TV and you get a player. You get a small 12-inch CRT. Well, that's, that's the best way to enjoy Frasier. <laughs> it looks better on a small C- CRT, dude. Fucking, we were watching Beauty and the Beast, and we have it on VHS, and we Ooh. also, you know, have it on Disney Plus, and we were playing both side by side on the big screen <laughs> and the little CRT. It looked infinitely better on the tiny CRT. I wonder how much does nostalgia versus like quality, but I could be very wrong. I, I, one thousand percent nostalgia, but still. <laughs> But I love uh, how you immediately answer with the Frasier, though. I want to ask the with that. What is it about that in particular that, like, 
is, is there just like an affinity? Is that like your current hyperfixation? Like, what is it about Frasier that makes you want to bring that? Seattle. It's, just it's the, the smartest show on television. Like, how could you not love it? <laughs> you know what? Fair, valid. I, why am I? Arguing? Have you seen Rick and Morty? Hello, uh, my <laughs> IQ. Oh God, I've been catching up on Rick and Morty, and it's probably the worst thing I'm currently doing. <sighs> I'm Frasier, though. It's a combina- It's a combination, though, of. Uh, the affinity of Seattle and then just the writing's just really funny. Like, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. No, it's just really witty and clever. And also I'm a huge simp for the city of Seattle. God, yeah. What would I bring on a deserted Island? Cause it has to be something I wouldn't get tired of. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh God. Hmm. Try to think of like movies I, I can watch and like never get bored with. I'd like a, I'd like footage of me kicking Ashley down the stairs. Okay, it's a good start. Um, <laughs> I'll also, I'll, I'll take, oh I'll take, uh, I'll take John Carpenter's The Thing on 4K Blu-ray. Ooh, there we go. And I'll I, just watch that over and over again. I mean, I feel like I kind of know the answer to this, considering the fact that it's you. But what is it about that film that? that you hold near and dear when and the reason- perfect movie it, fair enough <laughs> it has it literally has no flaws it is the only piece of media out there where i forgive them for killing a dog because it's that good of a movie yeah yeah like- you know, you bring a- <laughs> that's a good point like, um the script is flawless the acting's flawless the everything it, it, directing music just, yeah it's okay. what it, this episode's coming out at Halloween. Go watch it, you freaks! If you yeah. haven't yet, it's like, like, yeah, the thing is by far one of my favorite just monster and horror movies as well. It's so fucking good. I mean, hey, I, do you hear me heart arguing against you? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but nevertheless, the box set of Frasier and John Carpenter's The Thing. Those are your answers. You're locking that in. Yep. What, what very opposite answer? <laughs> yes, yes, ha- Howie, I'm ready. Let me get my let me get my case. <laughs> well, if that is the case, then I cannot think of a better way to start the postmodern art podcast. Welcome, everyone. I am your host, Nathan Ragland. Uh, feel free to like, share, subscribe, or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. Uh, you can support the podcast on Patreon. Go to patreon.com/pmap and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at postmodartpod for future updates and guest announcements, including today's guests. <clears throat> they are the dynamic duo behind the highly anticipated in the animated series Far Fetched. Welcome to the Honeycast. I mean, welcome to the podcast, Dave Captaville <laughs> and Ashley Nichols. You know, so, you know we don't speak that name. Anymore. I'm so mad. <laughs> I'm so name. I'm so mad. You went right to the plugs in the intro because you knew how fucking atrocious that segue was. I, I, I it anyway, <laughs> like you basically you 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 like you you shot somebody in an alleyway and immediately jumped on the train and got away. Like, I, I, I'm a person that is known to make bad jokes. I wanted to get that bad joke out of the way, so hopefully the rest of the podcast is good in comparison, okay? We're setting the bar real high this time, folks. <laughs> well, welcome to, the, welcome to the Postmodern Art Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Captaville. Oh, hey, Dave. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah so thanks for having us on, Dave. Yeah. Uh, so, Nathan, um, uh, tell us your life story. 
Uh, let's see. It's my life story started when I was born. Um, <laughs> well, that's that's real great. Anyway, so <laughs> interview Ashley Nichols because she's the only one anyone cares about. <laughs> oh, don't say that. We care about you, Dave. No, Dad, come back. <laughs> okay. No, we care about you, Dave. In fact, I care about both of you very much. I I truly appreciate. I don't and- mess with Nathan so much just because we hit it off so well. Last yes, time. we did. Oh, so. that that was part of the reason why I was more than happy to have you back because, like that, no joke. I think I've said this before. When people ask me, like, what's a good episode of the podcast to start on, your episode is honestly the first one that I say. Just because I loved how natural, like, just our conversation was more than anything else. And, like, knowing, like, what you've been able to produce, what you've been, what you guys have been developing since that interview, but also, like, actually getting a chance to talk to you and get to truly get to talk about the stuff that you guys are creating right now. I cannot tell you how excited I am just for this interview. But before I really get divulged into what, you are making right now i want to turn the attention to ashley for a little bit because again dave we've had our time we had a wonderful interview Please. i i want to know more or less the origin stories of ashley nichols if i may pick her brain <laughs> I, uh, gladly uh no <laughs> i want to know more or less the origin stories of ashley what got you interested in art and animation in the first place uh i mean i always just really really loved animated things and drawing ever since I can remember um like that's just how I've always been and I like to jokingly attribute it to the fact that my very first memory ever was of watching uh Heavy Metal 2000 oh, wow. when I was probably <laughs> Hell like yeah, dude. 3 years old <laughs> Way too young to be watching that movie. Uh, if you are Sammy Hagar and breasts everywhere. Yeah, if you're an adult, go look up Heavy Metal 2000. You'll see exactly why that was a horrible movie for baby Ashley to be watching. But it was animated, and I was very perplexed by it. Um, and then I just stayed very into it. Um, my uncle always made sure to get me every single animated Disney movie that he could find on VHS. And my dad was obsessed with Looney Tunes. Um, and he would always talk about, oh yeah, I remember going and watching Looney Tunes down at the Nickelodeon whenever there was a new short coming out. And he had all of the like old Looney Tunes cartoons ripped on a bootleg VHS. And I would watch those on loop. Uh, and my dad would tell me about how obsessed he was with Tom and Jerry mm-hmm. and would introduce me to that. So, like, I grew up with a lot of old school animation just being injected in my veins. Your dad uh, sounds like Norm MacDonald where he's like, oh, I'm going to go watch <laughs> on the Nickelodeon. It's like, like, literally how he talks. How he watched the Tom and Jerry on the Nickelodeons. Uh, and for those who don't know, the Nickelodeon is like a little theater that you played a nickel to get into, and they would play shorts and movies and cartoons and all That's that. That's where her last name comes from, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley Nickelodeon. Please don't, please don't sue me, Nick. Uh, I was just then, about to say, it's, it's amazing to see how far Nickelodeon, the TV channel, has come along from starting off back in the day. <laughs> That actually is kind of ironic that you would go on to work, though, like your career in animation with that. Uh, that It's just kind of funny. So, but yeah, no, if you ever want to know what the channel name Nickelodeon came from, came from old Nickelodeon theaters. Um, But yeah, and so then I was introduced to a quaint little website called DeviantArt Mm. when I was like 11 or 12 years old. And it was all downhill from there. Uh, Fair. But that's where (laughs) I got access to like a bunch of 
resources and tutorials and I met a bunch of other artists and like uh, people started showing me or I started watching tutorials and like how to animate and how to draw and like all that stuff and my art like super super uh, improved from there and I just never stopped watching tutorials and practicing and growing it's just it's always been a fixation I guess <laughs> I mean that's that's fair and that's valid I mean that's one thing that I, that I've learned about you that I admire more than anything else is like you've especially ever since you've like had that love from the start when it comes to animation or whatnot, like you've really gone all in head first with this kind of stuff and like truly taught yourself from the ground up more than anything else going to all these tutorials and such. And I mean, I know, especially today, it's probably a lot more easier to do that than ever before. I mean, still like the fact that you went along with that and I assume you can correct me if I'm wrong. You kind of knew that this was more or less the career you kind of wanted to go down ever since you really went in on this. I mean, am I right in assuming that? Not exactly. I actually really, really denied myself that for many, many years. And it kind of put me a good few years behind my peers. But, you know, never too late to start. Um, But for a long time, I was like, oh, I could never be an animator. I don't have the patience for it. Mm -hmm. Like, it takes so much time. It's so much work. Like, I could never do that. I'm not cut out for that. Like, you know, basically just putting myself down uh, and having self-doubts. And so I wanted to get into veterinary uh, medicine. Okay. Um, And biology and, like, the sciences were always my best subject in school. Uh, So I was like, all right, I'm going to become a veterinarian, uh, and I'll do art on the side, like, you know, whatever. And I'm very passionate about animals and, you know, all that, but it, it... it definitely wasn't my ultimate dream. Okay. Um, and that was tested uh, when I went to go sign up for veterinary school. I got to the campus, and I was like, all right, I'm going to sign up. And I pulled up into the parking lot, and I looked at the campus, and there is a line to sign up that went all around the entire campus. And this was in a hot California summer. It was mm. 102 degrees. And I was looking at that line with no shade to be seen. And I was like, I'm going to go back home and draw. Uh, <laughs> bye. And so I come back home, and my mom's like, hey, did you sign up? That was really quick. And I'm like, no. And then I went to my room. And uh, to say the least, uh, my mom was not enthused. Uh, my dad thought it was funny, but uh, my mother was not <laughs> enthused because she did not believe that you could make money as an artist, and she's mostly right. <laughs> Your dad was too busy laughing at the Looney Tunes on the Nickelodeon. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just I went home. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I might as well go all in on this art thing and for – a few years after that, I just mainly focused on like doing art and commissions and illustration. And then finally in 2016, I was like, okay, I'm going to actually try putting out animations okay, and like posting them on YouTube and like really, really diving into learning how to do this thing. And the very first thing I ever posted on YouTube a uh, very first little animated, full animated thing I ever posted on YouTube got 10 million views, and I was like, "All right, that that kicks that kicks the serotonin in right there." I like yeah. I like big number. That's <laughs> cool, but no, um, it was just really cool to like actually see something like that I made be out there, and like people were enjoying it, 
And so I just kept going from there, and I mainly focused on, like, Steven Universe animations and shit. And then I was like, okay, maybe maybe I can dip my little toesies into professional work. And those dumb little Steven Universe animations I did way back in the day are what got me to where I am now. They got me my first work and everything. So it's weird how shit works like that. Yeah. <laughs> did I ever tell you that? Did I ever tell you that um, when I first moved out here, because I was, you know, told my parents I'm going to co-create a show with you my first thing my mom was like well i need to go check up on this girl and the first thing she did was like i saw her little what is it steven galaxy animations <laughs> and they're very cute like yeah it's always buck wild to me when people like are like oh my god hey ashley i've been following you since the steven universe days and i'm like you what that was a million years ago it's like you child <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if they would be considered a child at that point. If that's how far back that they go, I would consider like a senior, you know, discount at that point. I'll if meet, that's the original stuff, a child, a child I'll in your like, head. I'll meet like late teens, early twenties people, and they'll be like, "Oh my god, I've been watching your animations, animations since I was a kid," and I'm like, <coughs> "Huh?" <laughs> 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 I, I instantly just age a million years. Jesus. Well. I mean, it, if nothing else, I mean, as weird as it may be, it, it has to be a good foundation more than anything else. Because in fact, that again, the first thing you posted, ten million views. Huh? Maybe there's there's potential in this. Maybe there's. <laughs> <laughs> I got something with this. I I have to ask this question. I just got insanely lucky. No, no, I I. Yeah, words wonderful come back to me um <laughs> no i i completely get that uh what was i gonna say the i have to ask i mean obviously it's more or less a meme nowadays but i mean steven universe is obviously like it, it can be a good foundation what what was it about that show that like creatively got you going if i may ask i uh, it was just so it's just so genuine it's just so genuine and itself and just so warm and sweet and charming like i know a lot of people like rag on like the morals of steven universe and like you know how the filler episodes can be so jarring and compared to the story and like the scheduling issues that it had and everything else but like at the heart of it steven universe is just a show about caring about other people even if those people are broken even if those people have hurt you learning to forgive and see where these people are coming from because everyone has their own deep stories and are hurt and have gone through their own colorful variety of life experiences that have shaped who they are and a little bit of empathy goes a long 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 way and I know a lot of people criticize, like, oh, it's so overly simplified. Like, how can you forgive a dictator who's committed mass genocide? <laughs> it's a cartoon. It's a kid's <laughs> show. It's, it's very allegorical. And, like, no. I could go into how Stephen actually didn't forgive them. He's just trying to lead them onto a better path. But that's a whole other rant. Yeah. The, big, um, the big stereotype is that it's, like... Uh, forgive anyone no matter what you, you, like, you can you can hug anyone and it will be okay and it's yeah. like that's not how the it real world works it definitely goes deeper than that and like i think people take it to surface value but yeah it's just it's a very sweet show with a ton of heart and really really fun characters um and so that just spoke to me no yeah that's that's oh 
Did I literally cut out right there? I did. Okay. No? Am I back? Can you hear me? Yes. I'm back. Yeah. Okay. One second. You can hear me. Let we, me. We were about to start our own podcast about. What if Fraser uh, was in the Evil Dead universe? I, you joke about that, but I would love to do just like a spinoff episode just discussing that alone. Can we do that? <laughs> I, would, I would love. I would Absolutely. love to see like. I would love to see Niles with like the deadite white eye like contact. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I completely get that. I mean, I know I, I the question me started saying is kind of a meme right now, but like, let's be honest. Like, if it didn't have like, if it wasn't as quality of a show it was, it would have ended a lot sooner. I mean, especially because in fact that's Cartoon Network with you know their standards or whatnot. Let's talk about that. The better, but I mean, even then, like it. I can see how that is a good foundation for a lot of the art that you would produce. Can you think of some of the other like inspirations and stuff that kind of influence the art that you make today? Oh, let me tell you about a little show made by a very bad man oh, called no. Danny Phantom. I, you know what? I that... knew I should have asked about that because that's, I think that's the one thing that I relate to you the most on because I love that show too, despite you know who. Mm-hmm. You just you just act like he's not because he wasn't the artist. You right. know, you do not talk about the bitch fart man. It was guy. It was, I almost I almost said it was guy moon, but I was like, that's the, that's the music. <laughs> no, that one's cool. <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> Fucking, but yeah. So I talked about like how getting into DeviantArt is what led me to getting all like these resources and like tutorials and like meeting a bunch of other artists. So I was able to like learn how to draw and animate and all that. Um, the thing that made me find DeviantArt is me as a teeny baby child googling Danny Phantom on Google. Be like, I want to look at pictures of Danny Phantom, and then I was just like, Oh, what's this art? I've never seen this before. Did somebody else draw Danny? And it's on the internet. That's so cool. Because mm-hmm. I was I was not allowed to use the computer until I was in like sixth grade. So like, I all of this was wild and magical to me. Um, <laughs> And I end up, like, finding that this art is hosted on a site called DeviantArt. And I was like, oh, what's this? And my world was opened. I was just like, I can look at hundreds of pieces of art of Danny Phantom. Oh, my God. (laughs) So I sign up and I join. And uh, I start, like, favoriting and interacting with all sorts of Danny Phantom fan artists. I start posting my own Danny Phantom fan art and... Like, that was my life for years, was just drawing Danny Phantom and interacting with Danny Phantom fans. And that really was kind of the thing that solidified, like, me being an artist online and me creating art was getting into the Danny Phantom fandom. Um, And it was really fun. It was really cool. And a lot of the characters that you see in my stuff now originated as Danny Phantom OCs way back oh. in the day when I was like 12 years old. Okay. Um, way back in 2006. So that was kind of really the originator for me, uh, you know, like creating OCs for the first time and creating my own stories. Like I started out making stupid Danny Phantom fan fiction <laughs> and OCs and all sorts of stuff. And a lot of that stuff just stuck with me over the years. 
I mean, again, fair enough. Uh, again, as a fan of the show as well, I completely get that and understand it, despite, again, you know who, he who should not be named. Um, <laughs> well, I was going to say, aren't you, correct me if I'm wrong, I know that love is still, like, kind of there today. Aren't you involved or leading one of the, there's, like, a Danny Phantom reanimated or something or something along the lines of that? Aren't you, correct me I'm on hiatus until I have the time. I mean, to be fair, think, considering what you're putting more your effort into, valid. Um, <laughs> I think you announced that you wanted to do that, like, right before we got super heavy into making Farfetch'd. Yeah, and also we've we've been dealing with, like, uh, selling our house and moving up to Washington. And so, mm-hmm. like, all of that has been just eating up all of my time. So I definitely want to bring that back. I really want to bring that back. But then I got incredibly busy, which everybody warned me I would, and I didn't <laughs> listen because, you know, hubris is too great. I, I, yeah. I, again, fair, valid, valid. But, I mean, even then, like, you know, the fact that you're getting to the point now to where you're able to do this stuff, like, I, I imagine, like, has to be incredible for you. I mean, especially seeing the stuff you've been able to have a hand in along the way. I, I know one of the biggest things that you kind of had a hand in that a lot of people probably know you for is being associated with has been hotel or at least the pilot mm-hmm. of it. How did you get involved with that project and what was the experience like for you? Cause I can only imagine like, especially seeing how it blew up, it had to be just wildly unique how that kind of unfolded. I it, working on has been, has been, ha, has been mm. an absolute roller coaster uh, for me because has been was actually, my first real job in animation ever. Oh, wow. And let me tell you, having your first job in animation ever be something that blows up that huge puts a really weird skew on the rest of your career. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like, where do I go from here? <laughs> you we, know? We, we, I don't want to branch off or anything, but we kind of talked about this last time a little bit, this same thing, because, well, obviously, Hasbro's how Ashley and I met and became friends right. and partners. But it was the same thing where, like, we both kind of realized that because it was how fucking big that thing blew up. It was such lightning in a bottle. It is so intimidating now for both of us. Like, it's like, okay, well, how do you one-up this? You know? It's so intimidating to do anything now. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, nothing can ever be as huge as has been. Like, has been is one of those just massive cultural just events. I don't know, dude. Baby Shark is pretty popular. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it's very it's very hard to compare anything to it. Um, but, yeah, it ha- has been was the first real animation job I ever had. Um, I'll always be thankful to Viv for giving me that, oppor- that opportunity. Um, and the way I got the job is literally I just saw a tweet from Viv on Twitter asking, like, hey, we need some animators and cleanup artists. And I was like, I think I might be able to do that maybe um and so i cobbled <laughs> together all of my little animation memes my little steven universe videos and like all that and i made a reel with it and i sent it off and she responded and was like hey could you do a test and i'm like i guess i can <laughs> um, and i did a test and i got brought on to the team and yeah all history from there yeah i started up out doing cleanup animation then i moved on to doing cleanup lead work which meant like leading and giving notes to other cleanup animators on the team and i also ended up doing some animation as well and it was really really cool i mean that's it's incredible especially like you said this was your first animation like legit animation job and you're able to move up 
doing some incredible stuff for it. I, I have to know, like, concerning the stuff that you were able to have a hand in, whether it's the pilot or maybe subsequent stuff, can you think of a particular moment or a scene that you can point at and be like, that is the Ashley Nichols touch I have to this unique little project, to say the least? I, I think the shot that I'm most proud of for animating uh, was probably the part where, like, Angel Dust is, like, noticing that Charlie's, like, really upset and his laugh kind of, like, breaks and he goes to reach over to comfort her and then decides, like, ah, fuck this and walks away. Like, that was, I think, my favorite shot. It's a good um, character moment. Yeah. yeah, it's a really good character moment. That was my favorite shot when I had seen the boards and uh, I had let Viv know that and Viv was very kind in letting me animate that part. And so I really appreciate that. Oh, well, I mean, it, 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 like, like Dave said, it was a good character moment, like somewhat subtle, but like also says a lot when it comes to at least uh, angel dust more than anything else. And, I mean, again, like the experience from that, like I can only imagine it opened so many different doors for you getting so many different opportunities, including, you know, a couple of shows here and there, you know, including this one little uh, indie show that I really wanted to talk about for a quick second. You animated on Animaniacs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I got insanely lucky on that one. I didn't even apply. I just woke up one morning to an email in my inbox. Just they wanted you saying Animaniacs season two. And I was like, hello, (laughs) what? excuse me. And um, also apologies for the occasional coughing. I'm still getting over COVID. You're perfectly fine. (laughs) But uh, yeah, it turns out an animator that um, I knew, uh, knew that they were looking for cleanup people and animation revisionist people. And they recommended me and I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, cool. I've never... (laughs) done work for a big studio before uh i would love to and oh my god it was it was way more work than i expected but it was incredibly fun and just so so cool to like be able to lend a helping hand to a property that i've been a fan of since i was like very very little Oh yeah, no, like uh, again, that's another one of those shows that I hold near and dear as well. Both, both the original one and like the new one, like they've done some really cool stuff with the new, uh, the reboot, I guess, more than anything else. And like the fact that you got to help with that, I can only imagine how surreal of an experience that, that must have been alone. But also like some of the other shows you've been able to have a hand in, helping out with uh, Ollie and Scoops, and also helping out with the uh, Lackadaisy animated short film or i think it's yeah the the film yeah yes like, the, and that's that's even more wild to me oh i can only imagine you want to elaborate on that a little bit because i imagine you said you you grew up kind of when it comes to deviant was that one of the things that on deviant kind of grabbed your attention more than anything else so tracy was one of the people whose tutorials actually helped me a ton in growing as an artist oh wow when i was younger um, like her tutorials on how to do expressions and anatomy and like all that, I was glued to it. Like I have been a fan of Lackadaisy for many, many, many years. Um, of course, because of DeviantArt and discovering, you know, Tracy's work through there. Uh, but the thing that was even wilder to me is Fable Segel, the uh, director, was a the background artist on a little comic that I was deeply obsessed with. Uh, called Black Blood Alliance. Uh, they did all of the backgrounds on it, and uh, I was a huge fan 
of their animation work and uh, their background work. And also, they were incredibly good at drawing wolves, and I <laughs> downloaded every single drawing they did of wolves and studied them religiously. And so now Fable is the director on Lackadaisy and is also an animator on my project, Farfetch'd. Hey, um, and I'm go. like, I've been a fan of you for years. What the hell? Um, and they make fun of me constantly for like how much I'm obsessed with werewolves and all that. <laughs> and I was like, Fable, you only have yourself to blame. I learned to draw wolves from you. <laughs> <laughs> So your biggest running joke is basically Fable's fault. Yeah, say. basically. You can attribute that to Fable. <laughs> but no, they're incredibly sweet, a wonderfully talented artist. And yeah, I just... Lackadaisy was always this behemoth to me, like this untouchable, just godlike thing to me. And so being able to work on it alongside like two incredibly talented people that I have been a fan of for many, many years is just unbelievably surreal to me and i have no idea how i got so lucky to be able to do that but i'm endlessly grateful i mean again i once again like just hearing you talk about it i can only imagine just how surreal and just amazing that your entire like journey has to be like without even talking about farfetch just yet like thinking about your art journey starting off with you know just watching heavy metal 2000 as a kid to where you are now <laughs> working on like some of the untouchable stuff like does it amaze you how far you've been able to come along as an artist i whenever i think about it i just kind of attribute it all to luck because i don't know how i got here um and you know part of my brain is also just always like oh but you need to be working on more thing like you've only worked on x y and z why haven't you worked on more stuff you know like my brain uh <laughs> i am mentally ill so my brain doesn't <laughs> let me kind of appreciate you know that shit um but yeah it's just it's very very surreal and it just i'm constantly wondering like okay where do i go from here like, where is this all leading? And I'm hoping it's leading to people really enjoying Farfetch'd and making that for a few years. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'm sure it's going to lead to more incredible things. And obviously, the, the biggest thing you want to lead to is the main reason why I brought both of you here today. And that is to talk about the absolutely sensational, at least teases at this point, of Farfetch'd. Um, now... <laughs> If I remember correctly, Dave, you told me last time that this was originally Ashley's idea. So if I may say, Ashley, how did this concept even come to be? No. We're going back to Danny Phantom again. <laughs> Kira started out as a Danny Phantom OC. Um, specifically, she was supposed to be like a little like demonic, like doggy creature thing. That And she started out, she was supposed to be like an anthropomorphic character too mm. so she was supposed to be kind of she was kind of my first furry oc ever um when i was 12 years old oh we just um, lost our then, entire audience over time, <laughs> over time she became more dog-like and less of a furry thing and she just be basically just became a cute little demonic puppy that i would draw and i had this other character named victoria um and she she was was a little half vampire girl with black hair and pointy ears and freckles and i was just like okay since victoria's half vampire she's gonna be hunted by a bunch of people so she needs a protector and so then kira 
became that OC's like guardian mm. basically. And so I would always draw them like playing together and like so then I had all these like ideas about like, you know, Kira turning into something big and scary to like protect her from people that were trying to hurt her. And over the years that little character Victoria eventually became Lucia, who eventually became Rue. And Kira has just stayed Kira. Uh, if you look at, like, old drawings of Kira, she looks almost identical to how she does now. <laughs> she has not changed literally at all. And that's because I was like, no, you look like a weird cringe deviant OC. I want you to stay a cringe little deviant OC. Uh, I want you to stay true to your origins. And so we've told, we've told this story so many times about, like, basically what happened was is that you were going through – Actually, we both were, but I think you a little bit more than... I'm not 2019 was the worst year I'm, of our I'm lives. Not, I'm not going to compare <laughs> mental health dick sizes, but, like, um, we were both going through, I think, her more than me, though. Pretty rough year in 2019, and um, she just was like, if I don't work on something, I'm going to, like, jump off a roof, so I have to do something. And yeah. you started kind of just, like, doing stuff with it like with like uh rue kind of here or i guess still lucy at the time kira and quinn and then what 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 happened was is that um you're like i want to put this little proof of concept out and you contacted me because you're like dave i don't know how to type things (laughs) And, and, and then we did that just kind of this was towards it was either i can't remember was it like right when Hasbin was finishing up, or was it after the fact that this happened that we did this? Um, it was right when everything with Hasbin was kind of wrapping. Yeah, that's what I thought. And so that happened, and then um, kind of wrote it, and um, I don't know. It was kind of a thing where it was like, okay, yeah, there's like some stuff here, but um, you know, we're just kind of doing this little proof of concept thing, and then um, it kind of just didn't go anywhere for a while. Until um, I remember uh, I had moved home from Los Angeles, um, that to Louisiana, and I was working at the butcher job again. And I remember just one day on my lunch break in my car, I just texted Ashley and I was like, hey, do you want to like ever like work on that Purple Dog show again? And she was like, yes. And then we just started every night after I would work, we would just work on stuff and it just fucking exploded with all the ideas we had, you know, basically. The thing I, the thing I still look back and laugh about though, is I was like, yeah, yeah, I want to work on it with you. And then you were like, okay, so tell me about the characters. Tell me about the story. Tell me about the world. And I was like, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't that I didn't have anything. I was just so overwhelmingly anxious to share anything about any of my ideas because I was just like, oh no, Dave's going to think this is stupid and then never talk to me ever again. So for the longest time, Dave was just like, wait, do you have nothing? Like, wait, do you have a thing, Ashley. Do you have any I... story? And like, finally, eventually, I was like willing to like share a little bit and you were like, oh, okay. <laughs> there <laughs> it we the, go. It was the opposite. I didn't think it was stupid and I would ghost you. I thought it was stupid and I'm like, let's make this better together. <laughs> um, because I, I, I liked it because I did like, I, I liked the idea of 
this sort of like symbiotic relationship between this like monster dog and this girl who was very anxious and i liked kind of like the sort of mental aspect of that a lot mm-hmm. though but i did tell ashley i'm like here's the thing though you can't really make a narrative series out of just this so what ended up happening because quinn was the first real character you know besides those two that she came up with and of course it's it's her favorite um even though he's a rat bastard. Um, <laughs> but um, one of the things, one of the big things was because she had told me, like, well, Quinn is, like, like really big into music. And, like, I feel like Quinn, like, he'd probably be in a band. And I was like, okay, well, what if we made the other characters, like, the members of Quinn's band? Yeah, Dave was just like, okay, well, then why isn't he in a band? And I was like, yeah, you can do that? <laughs> <laughs> you can write? So what basically happened is we just expanded – and then, like, we came up with Piper, Warren, and Griff, and then that expanded into coming up with, like, the villains, like, Drain, and then expanded into, like, Reagan, Cloda, this whole world of Veilport, all these... It, it, it's it, it's amazing how, like, over the course of that summer, because it started in June, like, June to August, we just exploded this entire fucking lore dump of, like, everything. And, uh... We're lost like, count okay. of how many pages long our lore dog and, is now. And it's, it's funny because, like, at the core, yeah, it's still, like, you know, it, a big part of it is, like, the relationship between, like, Rue and Kira. But it's turned into, like, so much from, like, this little, like, slice of life to, like, that to, like, this full-fledged horror comedy band adventure series. And I kind of looking back at it, and I'm like, what were we smoking when we did this? <laughs> like... Um, but it's a blessing because I, uh, as much as I'll make fun of Ashley all the time, I'm, st- I'm like the fact that she was like, Hey, do you want to make this show together? I'm still like incredibly humbled because she's like one of the most talented people on earth. No, shut up. <laughs> and I'm only saying this publicly because I just bully her in real life. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. I mean, to be fair, um, like just, just hearing the excitement that you guys have just from like, again, just talking about like how it just developed more than anything else. That's the shit I crave right there. Like I, I love hearing that kind of stuff and knowing that there's already a lot of love and passion going into this project or whatnot. Like, I, I've already been excited for this project. Don't get me wrong. I'm already just amped a million times more. <laughs> Dude, here's the thing. We were actually, Ashley, we said this in the Patreon Q&A the other day about how somebody asked the same question where they're like, it is so much fun. The writing process and the idea process is so much fun. Then when you have to actually make the show, it sucks. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, we came up with all these huge, incredible things. Oh god, we gotta somehow bring this to life. <laughs> somehow make it. Fuck. I say, as that, as as someone that's trying to help someone try to get their show off the ground right now, I can sort of get that mentality. Just like creating the atmosphere and sort of like getting like a story out there, and whatnot. That's the fun part. Now we have to focus on trying to get this thing animated. Oh yeah. fuck. And then you realize how hard all of those fun ideas you had are to animate, and it's just like oh. <laughs> Oh, no. But, I mean, to be fair, you guys... Of all the concepts to pick and of all the characters you pick, you guys have developed some of the most fun and unique characters that I have seen out there when it comes to some of the indie animation that is out there. I mean, it it may be 
uh, hard to get that animation going, but like I can only imagine, like especially with the characters you've developed, like it's got to be nothing short of a blast once you get the ball rolling, really. Oh sure, no, it's and, a and ton of fun. It's part. It's mainly thanks though, because we we're blessed to have an incredible team yes. that we do have. Like, <laughs> like Ashley and I, you know, we both have our talents and our gifts, but we could never do this without the people we work with. Like never. Yeah, no, like ninety um, percent of what like people are enjoying is by our team. Because they because they all get it, mm. which is surprising. Because this this show, Purple Monster Dog Band in an Ice Cream Truck with Vampires, <laughs> it sounds like the ravings of a lunatic. But like, we're lucky that they get it, and they get kind of what the tone we're going for with the show is and stuff and as a result they just knock it out of the park so i was gonna say like again just seeing what's already been produced out there the little taste here and there whatnot i know i've had a couple of the the people on your team on this podcast as well so getting to talk to them and get their perspective as well like i can tell that there's a lot of talent that is going into this and a lot of love and passion that is going into this so again whatever excitement i've already had it, it, you guys are blowing the roof off of this place at this point I can't wait to disappoint you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, goodness. And I think one of the, my favorite parts so far is not just the fact of, again, the characters or whatnot, but also, like, the music. The fact that, like, that was something that was sort of developed into it, but the fact that you've made more or less Sesamoid a legit band and already produced an incredible song in advent- Adventricular. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, <laughs> like... Was there, like, whenever it was eventually developed that, you know, the band was going to be a legit thing, was there always a plan to have, like, legit music like that going into it? Yeah, um... We we had known that we wanted the band to make songs, but then, like, over time we kind of realized, we're like, wait a minute, like, the band in the show could just be, like, an actual virtual band and, like, have their own music presence and release their own songs, like entirely separately of the show yeah we, we looked at people like gorillas metalocalypse and studio killers and mm-hmm. kind of how they do the thing where it's like obviously it's from a fictional program but the band like you can actually listen to mm-hmm. and we like let's do that for fun that way it's like you know even if you somehow don't know the show you'd be like oh the, the, the music's good mm-hmm. um so we wanted to go that route um and that's thanks like hunter our incredible composer uh, and then, uh, obviously, Jacob, who gets to pull the double duty of both singing and voicing Griff, and then Brett, who does the drumming and mixing. Like, what happened was is that when we knew we wanted to do the band thing, I had recently done a cover of Addict, the sort of like pop goes metal cover mm-hmm. with that the, the those three, and befriended them. And when when Ashley and I decided, like, okay. We're going to make this show like a full-fledged band and everything. I literally said, Ashley, here are three boys. I'm dumping them, and I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm hiring them, and you can't say no. And she's like, okay. You're mandatorily adopting these three boys, Ashley. You have and no it's like, and I was like, all right. <laughs> it's like, like the best decision because, like, God, they unbelievably talented. And, like, Adventricular was, like, the proof of that. Funny enough, that was supposed to – I'm sure it still will be, but – it was supposed to just be the credit song for the pilot, but we loved it so much. We're like, why don't we just put this out there? Like, I mean, also it's people, valid. <laughs> also, people are sick of waiting. Ha ha. So, mm-hmm. 
I can only imagine what it's like to have to wait on stuff. Anyways, uh, no, I I do want to say like I I not only was like the song just good, like for me it hit a bit of a nostalgic bone because you know I could tell the influence of you know bands like you know My Chemical Romance and such like going into that song or whatnot. Like, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but like I can only imagine like the influence and the kind of the the setting you guys are setting up for this show or whatnot. Like that has to be like just a major key, like to just really tell the story you guys want to. Yeah, um, yeah, it was yeah. definitely because we wanted to, since the show takes place around that late 2000s time period, we kind of wanted to echo sort of the lasting, like the tail end of that kind of era. Because a, a big a big uh, theme of the show is kind of like the passing of time and the changing of, uh, you know, culture and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we, we set it around like 2008 with that sort of sound for Sesamoid because we wanted to do a thing where it was like, it's almost like they're trying to at the kind of the end of this sort of trend in stuff, but you know, and over the time they kind of find themselves as time goes on more and more. Um, but we, we both just, we grew up with that sound of bands like, you know, green day, MCR, Foo Fighters. So fallout boy. So like we, we knew like, you can ask Dave, the only thing I listen to is basically, my Chemical Romance, Blink-182, and Panic at the Disco. <laughs> Which is hilarious to me because it's like I am – I'm not trying to be flashy. Like I like I listen to everything from, you know, uh, Talking Heads to Oingo Boingo. So it's like I – but but that that comes into the show too because we have other – like Drain that got revealed. There are yeah. other <laughs> forms of music in the show. So – because you're going to get everything from, like I said, here, alternative rock to EDM, to heavy metal, to even to some country like country music. Country Ooh. music to even some like pop possible like pop girl boy band stuff. You you'll, okay. you'll, you'll see. I don't want to spoil everything, but <laughs> um uh but yeah it, it, it's more like the music is such a big part of this show because I think music is just like such a big part of our lives. Um and uh, I mean, Ashley had to talk me out of just being like, "Like, can we just make the show a musical?" And she's like, <laughs> she, and, "And she, I remember kind of she's like, no." And I'm like, "Okay, fine. Let's just make it about a rock band then." Yeah. Which, like, like so. I was um, just like, "No, everything is a musical nowadays. Like, we need to, we can have music in it, but we need to do something different." Yeah. I mean, and I think the, yeah. I was say you go ahead. I was just about to move on. So if you had something else, go for it. No, I was going to say, and I think we did that by being like, let's just um, have the songs kind of come from the the bands themselves, not as natural like musical. So there you go, there you go. I mean, I know everyone was excited and amped for uh, Sesame Boyd's debut, and I I love that song. I think I've listened to it at least a. I want to say at least 10 or 20 times at this point. It's that, it's that good of a song. I'm just still waiting for cheese graders debut. That's all I'm waiting for at this point. So that's going to be wild because <laughs> that's like, I'm, cause here's the thing we kind of, we talk about like how we model different things after different things. And Ashley, like I said, really wanted Sesamoid to be that sort of era of like emo hard rock. Right. Well, I really want Sesamoid, not Sesamoid, uh, cheese grater to sound like, that sort of strapping young lad era of like like doom metal but <laughs> the joke is is that all the songs are cheese puns like one of them is like uh 
uh, fondue or die. Yes. Uh, and like, um, and like, 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 uh, the monster in me, like just shit like that. Like, so yeah. I'm really looking forward to starting to make the cheese grater music. It's gonna I'm be so excited. Stupid and fun. We spent, yeah, yeah. So, um, I, I, I didn't think again. I know I was kind of saying it jokingly, but now I seriously want to hear like just one of their songs now. <laughs> but the thing is, is that what we want to go for with everything is that because we want the show to be funny, obviously, right? But we want the the music to still be good, even if it's funny. You know, that way, like, so even if you're listening to a about cheese, it's like okay, this is still good though, but it, it's funny. Um, or like with adventricular, like. It's about Quinn desperately trying to get a gig. Yep. But you still like the song, so. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I know, like, obviously music is a major influence when it comes to this show. I mean, obviously. But, like, what are some of the other influences that kind of inspired more or less, like, the 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 show itself? Like, the group dynamic or the, the storytelling that you guys plan to have? Like, what are some of the influences going into this show? I mean, so, obviously, like, me growing up with Danny Phantom, that was definitely a huge inspiration, especially, like, the funny villains, the wacky villains, and the monster of the week sort of deal, and, like, just the general, like, spooky but fun tone of, like, how the supernaturals dealt with and stuff. And, of course, like, the found family dynamic definitely comes from my love of Steven Universe uh, and... The thing mentioned earlier by Dave uh, <laughs> is a massive inspiration for the show as well. Like, just all sorts of, like, fun cartoons and, like, horror movies from, you know, growing up definitely played a key role. Same with, with me. It was, like, kind of um, I, I, big things with cartoons and horror movies, like stuff like Billy and Mandy was huge for me. Yes. And then all the 80s horror movies I brought on board, stuff like... Um, like Ghostbusters, Killer Clowns, uh, Evil Dead, of course. Um, there's a lot of like over the top stuff like that in it. It's kind of a weird, like we've talked about kind of how weird of a hybrid it is where like where we're trying to make this sort of tone that it's like, it, it's way, really weird. It, it's the like way a, you describe it to people, like are kind of like one sentence pitch for people trying to figure out what the show is about. And it kind of shows the clash of themes there are actually two there are two we have yeah the the way we introduce it to people is like all right it's like if scooby-doo met resident evil but for kids who shop at hot topic <laughs> and the other one was i think it was uh ghostbusters for DeviantArt users yeah. <laughs> like, 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 um but like i think it's just because and i, I think this is why it's interesting because it's set a show that takes place in the late 2000s like uh era but kind of written like an 80s horror movie so and i think that's just because the tone of it is supposed to be just really fun and like it's called far-fetched that's what's nice yep. about it <laughs> you can get away with whatever you want anytime dave and hyatt are, are having an argument in the writer's room about whether we should do something or not our best reasoning that we throw back and forth at each other is like come on it's called far-fetched unless, like, unless it's unless it's werewolf gun fingers and it's out no that's not allowed 
Oh, goodness. <laughs> I, what was I going to say? Like, the way you guys are describing it, I think I described this last time when you were on, Dave. I think the way I described it was basically if Ash Williams was the lead singer of My Chemical Romance is basically, like, the vibe <laughs> of the show. That's a good, that's a good explanation it, for, It's yeah. pretty funny, too, because, like, <laughs> I still laugh where people are, like, one of my favorite things, like, people ask, like, why isn't Quinn the lead singer? And I'm like, because it's way funnier if he's the drummer, because the drummers always get completely ignored. Yeah, the biggest has to be the drummer. And so the lead singer is this just complete wholesome trash boy. Um, I love our characters. Absolutely. I, 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 it, it's weird because, like, I, I know like they're cartoons, but there are there are children. There are weird cartoon children, and I love them. Like, I was I was actually streaming the other night, Ashley, because Ashley's favorite is always going to be Quinn. To it's be fair, so a lot hard. of the internet's favorite seems to be Quinn right off the bat. <laughs> well, let me tell you right now, Drain is the hot ticket item. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, won't, I won't lie. Drain's giving Quinn a little bit of a run for his money. Well, it is all my heart. My two favorites have always been Griffin Drain, but Cloda is very close third. Cloda's definitely very up oh, there. And I think the fans will come to appreciate her even more once we actually are able to show more of her. And then actually, the more and more we've made Piper just completely like, sort of like, kind of theater kid chaotic, the more and more she's become the top of my list. <laughs> like, uh, it's great. Like, I don't know. Um, we just, I think we're just both really flattered that, you know, because we're working on obviously getting this first pilot out so we can make the show. Is that like, we're flattered that people have. In, fallen in love with these characters and this concept enough that like we have this many people kind of waiting for it you know it, it's intimidating in a way but it's also flattering you know i mean that's it's that scary because you don't want to disappoint people but it's also like oh my god people actually care <laughs> about like these little goofballs i mean come on like i named it's a fucking band named after the the bone in your toe and, 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 and like like that's awesome get away with that i know and, and and people love it and it's great and i'm happy <laughs> like it, i don't know i'm just i think we're just both i mean ashley can say no if it's not true but i think we're both just very flattered at the response to how things have been no the the response has just been incredible and like the easy it's so easy to like get into your own head and be like why would anyone like this like this this is just like goofy and fun to me like what if nobody ever likes it and like stuff like that and seeing like mm -hmm. how strong the response is and how excited people are is so fucking cool and just it 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 makes me really happy that I decided to like give this crazy thing a shot, but it's also unbelievably intimidating because <laughs> I'm like, fuck, now I have to make sure it's good. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I, I'll just say like you guys might you know worry about like disappointing or whatnot. It's or uh, surprised by the reception or whatnot. You guys made it really hard to hate this. To be hundred percent honest, like the, <laughs> the like the each each character that you guys have been able to introduce has been absolutely unique and incredible. And like 
people that I can instantly relate to, despite the fact that, again, one of them is a demon dog. Like, not anyone could really relate to a demon <laughs> dog every day. But, like, you've created this, like, unique environment, this unique characters or whatnot. You've introduced both nostalgia, but yet something absolutely new and incredible in a amazing concept. Every little bit that you guys have been pushing out there, like, it's just been more and more, like, it's been incredible just knowing once again, everything that's going into this silly little far fetched show more than anything else. But again, you made it hard to hate it because every little bit just gets us more and more excited. I'm glad we're not, we're we're not perpetuating woke culture with all of our (laughs) blue hair pronoun characters. All our characters literally have blue hair and pronouns. (laughs) (laughs) That is nice by the way. Like, so, so we got that, we got like the woke shit for a while. I'm pretty sure we officially scared all those people off. Thank God. Which is nice because it's like, oh, well, they're not backing down. It's like, oh, who gives a shit, dude? People are people. It's 2022. You yep. Know? Agreed. Agreed. I mean, especially whenever you have, again, such strong characters that would invoke the woke coach or more than anything else. Like, if nothing else, they'll just they'll just chase Kira on them and, and you know, just scare them all away once and for all. Right. <laughs> Yep, because what I really think is that what people, and what I'm I'm really excited for when the the pilot is actually done, because we you know we revealed a lot of stuff about you know the the show the tone. What I'm really excited about is that I don't think people are going to expect kind of just how sort of fun and over the top we kind of went with this pilot because we haven't revealed sort of and that's on purpose. We've revealed so much shit online. But we haven't really revealed like what happens in the actual pilot, just the setup, mm-hmm. and that's on purpose because I think people are genuinely going to be kind of like, "Holy shit, that was cool!" Like when they see kind of like how kind of crazy we did, we did because she actually was the one who's like, "You know what? Let's just fucking throw everything at the wall for this," <laughs> and we and we did. So, I mean, like I, I, I joke, hope so. <laughs> I joke. Yeah, I joke that, you know, like that teaser we put out, the minute-long teaser? Mm-hmm. I joke that that's the most boring part of the pilot. <laughs> because it's like we needed a place like where you can meet all the characters, which is why we did that part. But that's sort of right before all the shit goes down, and that's what I'm excited about. So, I'll say if that's before the shit goes down, Jesus, when shit yeah. hits a fan, <laughs> I mean. Oh, uh, yeah. A cacophony of monsters and chaos awaits. Yes. Was that the title of the pilot episode at this point? No. Um. <laughs> yeah, the actual the title, funny enough, is called "The Band That Wouldn't Die," Ooh. and it's a reference to the brain that wouldn't die, right. which is a 1962 film. Um, yeah. We have too much fun with this. Anyway, I mean, I would like to hope that you guys are having as much fun as possible with this because, you know, on one hand, this is your guys, you know, it, it's your guys' child. Like, you want to see this thing truly be the best thing possible. On the other hand, it's still an independent animation. It's not exactly the easiest thing to do. So if you're going to go forth and really make this a reality, I'd like to hope that you guys are about are putting as much fun and effort into this. That's, that's what yeah, we're trying, that's man. There you go. <laughs> and I, I, I could, uh, I'm, I'm sure you guys can probably imagine, I could go on for days just gushing about like, just every little aspect of it, especially the characters. I know we kind of touched on them a little bit or whatnot, but I, I do want to say just like real quickly, like, you know, when Quinn was first introduced, that was the one that initially had my heart. Not going to lie. Just the sass alone. <laughs> I get that. I get that. But like, 
you know, every single new character that, you know, you guys are introducing or whatnot, it's hard for me to pick a favorite right now because they're all so good. <laughs> I was going to ask you, just out of curiosity, who is your favorite just of the main 10? <sighs> of the main 10. You got Rue, Kira, Quinn, Griff, Piper, Warren, Reagan, Clota, Drain, and Papa Swirl. Those are your 10 main characters. <laughs> I didn't. I, sorry, I'm sorry. How did I forget about Papa Swirl? Papa Swirl's got my heart. Uh, who am I we kidding? Pride, listen, <laughs> I, pride, I pride myself on being the only show where the vehicle is a main character. Well, there you go. Pop, I, I, pop. I, I, just I think it's funny. Like, like, <laughs> uh, Papa Swirl, hands down, then. Who am I kidding? Although, Claudia has. Is, is, uh, <laughs> though Claudia is slowly creeping up. I need to see more than like two images of her and then I, I she'll probably t overtake it easily. Um, Cloda, Cloda, once we're finally able to do episode one, I think a lot of people are really going to fucking love Cloda. Dude, episode one is like, I've told this to Ashley, it's like, obviously we're getting the pilot out, but like I'm more excited about like episode one than anything because it just, it brings in all the characters and the third act is insane and I'm just like, ugh. And Claude is in it, <laughs> and it's really funny. At least, I th and of course, Drain's in it, which is what everybody wants. Yeah, every everyone, everyone's going crazy for Drain right now. Jesus, there's gonna be a ton of Drain in episode one. I, dude, I expected like I'm not an idiot. I know people are <laughs> simp's online. I, I expected, you know, some kind of reaction. I did not expect that big of a reaction to Drain. Um. I mean, you guys create was... a fuckboy. What'd you guys expect? <laughs> <laughs> no, I had. I, we initially actually didn't want to reveal Drain um, oh. until the pilot was out um, because he does have a very small role in the pilot. Okay. Um, but you'll definitely get to see him and hear him and all that. Um, but we we were like, ah, we want to keep that under wraps. But like, as time went on, I was realizing like the kind of the one thing that the fandom and like people that were checking out the show were kind of missing and wanting uh very fairly and understandably they were like okay like we get that it's about this band and like purple purple sparkle demon dog and like all that but like what's the conflict like where are your villains and we were very very precious about them and like wanting to keep them under wraps and save them as a surprise because like there's a ton of aspects to this show that like people don't know about because we're keeping them you know super under wraps and a surprise because we don't want to like you know reveal our entire hand too early on um but that also leads some people to being like okay well then what is there to this show like i don't get it so it's like okay well i'll rel we'll relent a little bit and like share a little bit um, and so we finally decided to like share drain cause we were like, yeah, no, we, th he, that's not a huge spoiler or anything like that. And we want right. to be able to like show off some of the conflict and like some of where the story is going to go. And my gut had been telling me for so long, I was just like, I think releasing drain upon the world is really going to help the fandom and like people like grasp onto like the, the tone and the characters and like where we're going just a little bit better and yeah the response to him has absolutely been insane <laughs> and i won't lie it was the response i was hoping to get though <laughs> i love drain so much he's such a fun stupid piece of shit character he, um, like I said, he's definitely besides griff he is my he and griff are tied for my favorite as just far as absolute children. shit lord boy i love him so much he's my terrible son. i think it, i think it's i think i love them 
because they're both the tra- they're both the trash boys, and I'm a trash boy myself. There you go. So, <laughs> um, goblin children. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and that's the thing is that like because there are more quite a few more villains in the show as well but the thing was Way that more. <laughs> the thing the one thing was is that like we don't want to spoil like what happens in the show like like we don't want to spoil like the story points so when people are like give us a villain i'm like okay that's fair we'll give you that but we're not going to give you all the villains because then what do you have to look forward to right, right. so Right, absolutely. I mean, um, you guys certainly picked a, a good one to really, you know, get people's interest more than anything else. Though I have one question when it comes to Ashley. I, I Knowing the influence that goes into this show, would you say that Drain is the equivalent of the Box Ghost? Or is there someone else that would be the equivalent of that? Oh my god, the Box Ghost? I love the Box Ghost. <laughs> Rain. I'm trying to think of what Danny Phantom villain. Piper's the would. box ghost. <laughs> <laughs> now that I think of, I'm trying to think about it. Like, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like Drain is kind of like a combination of the box ghost and Ember McLean. Okay. Yeah. Fair. That, that egotism and wanting all of the attention while also being a complete idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good, that's a good hybrid more than anything else. All right. <laughs> Oh, uh, goodness. The, sure. I'm sorry. The, the, the Piper is the box ghost. I'm now, like, envisioning. I'm sure someone out there is going to make, like, the, the art of Piper dressed up as the box ghost Please now. draw that. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> I, I, I'm down for that. Oh, um... uh, goodness. But, you know, we've been talking a lot about, like, what you guys have been preparing and what you guys have been developing more than anything else. And, again, I can tell that you guys are amped to get this thing out there. I, I mean, I know that the fans are especially amped when it comes to that. Like, you guys kind of illustrate it, but are you guys – how how surprised are you with kind of the reception for everything you've released when it comes to Farfetch? Very, and it's not. Very. It's, it's not because well, and it's not because Ashley and I, to I guess to break a little bit of humility, Ashley and I both, you know, know what we can do, both individually and together as creators. But as far as the reception to things, we're, we're no, we're completely surprised because like. It's the kind of thing where it's like we were saying earlier, it's, it's a gamble. Mm-hmm. And we're, we were making this for ourselves. We're just sitting there like, what makes us laugh or what makes us cry or what do we want to see in this show? And, you know, yeah. we, we don't expect anybody else to <laughs> gel with that because... Yeah, it's um, very much just like, okay, I'm going to make a thing that I like that speaks to, you know, the things that I'm interested in. Because I want to make something that I wholeheartedly love. And if other people happen to come along and enjoy it too, you know, all the better. More the merrier. Um, But the fact that, like, the response has been so strong, like, is just always so shocking. Yeah, I I think it is too, because, I don't know. Like, I, I, I fully believe in what we're making because I fully believe in the characters in the story of what we're making. But the, the fact that it has the level of like appreciation and a quote unquote fandom already, it is intimidating. And I say that because um, like, like we have put stuff out, obviously like we put out, you've seen all the characters, you know, Mm -hmm. you've heard them talk. You've got comics, you've got the music video, but the actual, like, well, the tea, like, and the teaser and the proof of concept, but like the actual pilot's not being out. The one thing that intimidates me is just because 
we have so many people like waiting for it and like i just want to make sure they're satisfied you know um it's kind of like i don't know it's like you don't want to we have we have to because we're an original show right so we have to build hype to keep people get people interested in this show sometimes i'm just scared of overhyping it not because i don't believe in what we're making but i don't want people to be like that's it you know (laughs) you you don't want that but i don't know that that's my that's my one personal like fear but i don't even know if it's founded or not it's just a very delicate balancing act of like hyping it and promoting it and like sharing stuff while also like remaining you know humble and like holding as much back as you can to keep, you know, plenty of surprises for later on. Which is why we try to have, like, we run, like, especially, like, our Twitter, we try to have a lot of fun with it the way mm-hmm. we run it. You know, like, we're constantly, like, telling jokes and making fun of ourselves and, and stuff. Because we want people to know it's like, like, yeah, we're proud of what we're making, but we also know that this is, it's you know, what it is, it's goofy. So we want to, you know, we don't want to be pretentious. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, even then, like, I think the way you guys have gone about, like, promoting it or whatnot, it's been great. It's been wonderful. You guys have been getting the excitement, but at the same time, like, obviously you're not giving too much away. You're keeping people, like, within a good arm's length distance of showcasing the stuff to where people definitely want more. I know I'm certainly a, a example of that, honestly. Um, but, like, I have to know, obviously, you know, again, a lot of love, a lot of passion, a lot of stuff going into this. Whenever the pilot is ready and i'm saying this in sincerity please take your time we we are not here to rush you we, i know we're excited but we want the best thing possible if that means you need to take as long as possible do not worry about it we will wait but when the opportunity does arise where we will be able to to see the pilot and see farfetch as a whole what should the fans expect um to piss your little pants <laughs> <laughs> uh we'll Hopefully it's going to be 2023. Okay. The pilot's going to be about eight minutes long, I believe. Eight eight to nine. Okay. Yeah, eight to nine minutes long. <coughs> and you'll be, of course, seeing the entire gang. You'll be seeing Drain. But there's also a whole new group of characters Ooh. that are also going to be part of the pilot uh, and causing a lot of the mayhem. That we will have actually, we will have revealed their voice actors by the time this podcast is out okay okay i'll say that um yeah so so, yeah the it's called the band that wouldn't die for a reason (laughs) it's the the, the very quick summation i'll give is that the the pilot is about sesamoid are going to shoot their very first music video that uh in at this abandoned uh campsite called Camp Crag, a couple miles outside of Aleport. Okay. And basically Quinn just wanted to do this and they went with like no preparation. So all they have is just like one camcorder to shoot the thing on. They don't even have a tripod. <laughs> and then they're trying to set up to shoot this very amateur music video. And through the process, being in the woods, things go wrong. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you'll just have to see what happens because they go really wrong and a lot of things, yeah, happen. So 
I mean, again, with the title of the band that wouldn't die. Yeah, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd expect a couple things. That's another thing I forgot to mention, like, super duper quickly. The voice acting you guys have been able to get for uh, Farfetch'd and whatnot has been outstanding. Like, every little bit that we've been able to hear them, knocking it out of the park. Good job on you guys for that one. They, they are. Our, our voice actors are all incredible. Their cast is insanely talented. Um like, like everybody, everybody, it's just uh, they've all brought their A game. They get the characters. Mm-hmm. So, like just the other day, I actually was doing um a couple pickups, not for the pilot, but for um this little secret thing working on for Halloween for you guys. Um, mm-hmm. of just like some tiny little just like noises and stuff. A, we're working on a couple secret Halloween things. Actually, yeah, actually, Ooh. yeah. This this month, I feel bad because like. It's probably gonna be. They're probably gonna be out by the time you hear this. But we're giving you a couple treats this month. Um, <laughs> but but one thing was, um, I had to do some pickups of just kind of like grunts and groans and laughs and stuff from the characters. And our act, our actors and actresses just get it. They just get the characters. Like they know kind of what they're going for, and it, it, it makes it so much more fun and easier to when when, when you know they like it. You know, it's not, it's not it's not a chore for them which is nice. Well, there you go. I mean, it's, uh, I can say it a million times over, but I've just excited, especially knowing everything that's kind of going into this and knowing what's going forward with far fetched, you know, the excitement is not far fetched for me. If I may say, I think it's what very reasonable. (laughs) (laughs) I told you I had to get at least I'm the person that says the bad jokes around here, but, um, (laughs) You know, we've been talking a lot about what you have been able to produce. If I may for this next question, though, I want to give you guys more or less the dream scenario. Let's say oh, I am, let's say I am big shot Mr. Moneybags. I come up to you guys. I'm like, look, Ashley, Dave, Dave, we may have asked you this before, but, you know, we know that you guys can do some incredible stuff if given the proper opportunity. You just need a little little push more than anything else. We have access to anyone and everyone in whatever industry possible and more money than there should be possible. We could probably be, you know, funding so many different you know, products to help people with certain things, but we'll focus on that later. Right now we're focusing on you guys and you guys alone. If given this opportunity, what would be your guys' dream project and why would it just be 20 seasons of Farfetch'd? <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny. We've talked about like this hypothetical here is really the only scenario in which we would like because we're, we're keeping this show independent online. Right. The only is if some, and this will never happen, but like if some, like you said, Mr. Moneybags came up and said, hey, I like what you're doing. I just want to give you a lot more money to keep doing it. With And it's like, okay, with no creative interference, that would be the dream. Yeah. But, I mean, that doesn't happen. So. Not yet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, that would be the absolute dream and probably the only instance where we would probably take money from ever anyone is just if it's somebody being like hey i just want to give you guys money to keep making what you're making all i ask is like you put my name in the credits and we'd be like sure you get executive uh, producer absolutely yeah yep uh but if i had to pick anything other than far-fetched uh, i would definitely be leading a danny phantom reboot there you like, go that would be my other dream project i would absolutely Love to bring Danny <laughs> back from the dead uh, <laughs> and do all sorts of really fun, interesting things with, like, the characters in the story, um, of course, without uh, certain individuals being involved. But I would try and bring back, like, as much of the original crew as possible because 
everyone who worked on it was absolutely incredible and mm -hmm. be able to give it you know a little bit more of a modern touch a modern spin i um i want to make uh the horror movie i've been writing yeah yes I yes uh actually it would it would actually be a tie between wanting to make the horror movie i'm writing or the uh stage musical i've i've pretty much written Ooh. one of the two um uh it would be some kind of big project like that because i want to expand outside um that's fair. That's fair. I was gonna say I remember you talking about the the horror film whenever you were on here last year because I remember me asking the next question about yeah you know, what you want to do in the next five to ten years and you were telling me you wanted to make that horror film in five years time you at least wanted to get it, the production starting with that. I'm glad to hear yeah. that the, the the script is more than well on the way. Yeah, it's being worked on. It, it, I think it's funny it's just that like at the time when I said that, I I don't think I expected our show to kind of have taken off as much as it has. So then mm -hmm. it's like, it's both Ashley and I, and I think we're blessed for this. Cause like, this is our job, but like we like, there's like, a lot of stuff we haven't been able to do because we have to focus on this, you know? Right. Like right. she said earlier, like the, like the Danny phantom reanimate can't really get done. I can't really, you know, work on something every, like else every day. It's, it's just kind of like, or else you get burnt the fuck out, which you don't want. So valid, valid, fair. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm kind of happy right now with how things are. So well, that's good. That's good to hear. But you know, sadly, we gotta get down from the dream scenario. We gotta get back to reality. And I'll ask the ever so generic question: Where do you guys hope to see yourself, say, five to ten years from now? Uh, Dead. I I would love to see myself uh, living back in Seattle uh, with a nice cozy house and all of my sweet animals just continuing to work on animation and, you know, bringing fun little animated things to life, be it still being far-fetched or be it some new adventure. Uh, I just, I want peace and I want to make things. That's all I, I want. Five years from now, I I love listen. Ashley and I are best friends, creative partners, but I do not want to live with her forever. <laughs> that's just that's just the truth. It's like I want my own place. Five years from now, far fetched is a success, and I can get my own place. There you go. I I basically I'll stop stop farting everywhere around her. <laughs> um, and then we just we 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 still work together. But also on the side, she's able to work on her other thing because I know she wants to do also like a kids film. Ooh. I want to do a horror film. Like, like we're able to, we're at a point where like we're we're either still making or have made this show that has given us the opportunity to do other things as well. I think that would be nice. I think that would be wonderful if I do say so myself. As we start to wind down the interview, I just have one last question I want to ask you guys. Obviously, you're both deeply entrenched when it comes to art in one aspect for another. How important is art not just for you, but for the world as a whole? I mean, art is everything. Art is everything everywhere. Like, every product you buy, it's art that, like, is what makes the labeling and, like, you know, the design of the product. Art is every advertisement. Art is 
every piece of media you watch art is all of the furniture you sit art on. is like, capitalism art, <laughs> art, is, art is everything art is everywhere and it is wholly integral to the human experience um but on top of that it's something that helps you express feelings or helps you process uh feelings and helps you explore you know realities or emotions or ideas that you might not have ever considered um it is one of the most important parts of being human and one of the big things that separates us from the rest of the animal kingdom um i don't think i don't think you can consider us as a society like humans if we don't have art i i agree wholeheartedly i think when you asked this question last time i kind of said something to the extent of like i there without art that's not really a reason to live mm-hmm. not to be morbid in that way but like <laughs> like like because art is um art is one of the few things that like kind of like ashley said we as humans have found something to offer and create and invent ourselves like that wasn't already there you know what's our contribution to existence and then just the idea of like we're all stuck on this rock together let's try to make let's try to entertain each other i think that's a beautiful thing at the end of the day like i can't like i I, like sometimes i like have nightmares of like a world without music and it's like the most depressing thing like no so i just yeah no no matter what you know no no matter what some whack jobs tell you art is very important so there you go those are both wonderfully worded and i wholeheartedly agree if i do say so myself um guys that's all the questions i have for you um i've already showered you both with a whole bunch of praise but i want to show you with a little bit more because it's my podcast i do whatever the fuck i want um <laughs> look dave I already showered you with a whole bunch of praise last time i'm probably still gonna say the same thing i did last time but for both of you guys um it's Give it to the rabbit <laughs> the what <laughs> Give it to the rabbit. i'll start with the rabbit <laughs> then i'll get to both how about that <laughs> Um, now, Ashley, I, I know for me personally, I've been admiring your art for a good long while now, um, seeing kind of what you've been able to have a hand in, how you've been able to develop stuff or whatnot. Your presence online is just fun more than anything else. And I appreciate the fact that you're able to put yourself out there, um, especially with the stuff you've been developing, especially now. Um, and I know, Dave, you being along for this ride and helping truly create, you know, some incredible stuff, truly bringing this vision to life of far-fetched more than anything else like every little bit you guys have pushed out has me more and more excited no matter what i whether it whether it's a legit sneak peek or just some silly little meme more than anything else i know that it's just incredible every little bit i get to see and on top of that just hearing you guys right now you know talking about the love and the passion the time blood sweat and tears you've put into far-fetched in a relatively short amount of time more than anything else it it whatever love and respect I had for you guys and whatever love and respect for the show I already had astronomically infinite at this point, I am excited to see you guys go forward with this and excited to see you guys succeed with this more than anything else, because you guys absolutely deserve to, to have the recognition for something that is going to be truly unique and amazing at the end of the day. Long story short, thank you guys for what you do. Thank you for being able to put yourselves out there and, 
I, I know there's already a whole bunch of people rooting for you, but I want to be another one that's going to be sh- chanting your guys' name every single step of the way. So thank you. Thank you, Dad. Oh, that's incredibly <laughs> sweet. Thank you. I'm just being 100% honest. That's all I try to do when it comes to this podcast. Um, <laughs> I try not to spread fake news, okay? Uh, no. Um, <laughs> fake news. <laughs> uh for those who might be curious, and if for somehow this is their first time hearing about this stuff and they want to show some more love and support like I have, go ahead and plug your guys' stuff for the people at home. Uh, oh, well, God. you can find me on Twitter and YouTube uh, at just at Ash Nichols Art on Twitter and Ashley Nichols Art on YouTube. And honestly, just Ashley Nichols Art literally anywhere and everywhere. I've got TikTok. I've got Instagram. I've got more or less almost everything. So just go and check me out there. If you would like, I, I'm I'm just at Dave Captiville on Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, just by my name I go by, and then collectively I think both our show, Twitter, and YouTube are Farfetch Show. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Farfetch um, Show is where you can find Farfetch yeah. basically everywhere. That's where you'll find our joint shenanigans. There we go. Um, <laughs> There we so, go. I was gonna say, are you also yeah. got. Are you also gonna plug Gary Busey's Twitter like last time? No, Gary <laughs> Busey has yeah done some not so cool things recently, so I'm done with that bit. All right, duly noted. Uh, yeah. I, you, you know what? You could promote the Alf Twitter. How about that? It's even better. I will because they follow me. <laughs> yes, they do. Like, yeah, I I will promote the Alf Twitter at. What is it even like the real Alf or something? Yeah, some no. long lines of that. I'll, I'll have it linked in the description below as well as any links you guys yeah, may have missed. I know it's at Alf for real. <laughs> at Alf for real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you guys have any final words before we sign off? Uh, don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stay kind and create things you love, everybody. I thought you were going to say stay in school when I was about to jab you. Like, <laughs> I didn't say that. I dropped out of high school and college. I dropped out of college, too, so we're in the same boat. I'll say I dropped out of college, hey, too. Know, so. Hey, <laughs> wait, listen, here's some advice. We're two college dropouts. You Go ahead and make your thing. Yeah. Okay? Because if we can do it, you can do it. I'll say, hey, three college dropouts right here. I'll agree with that. There make you your go. thing. There you go. No. College is, unless you're a doctor or whatever, it's not really. I'm not going to go into that right there now. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> With that, all I have left to say is for the people at home, hasta luego, mi amigos. Oh, God, we're supposed to be. Thank you so much for sticking around to the end. If this is your first time listening, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you sticking around to the end. Or if you're returning and listening, if you're sticking around to the end, thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode as well. Um, 
I knew it was only a matter of time, at least for me, before I had uh, Dave back on the podcast and Ashley on the podcast in the first place. Knowing the amount of talent and fun that is going into Farfetched and the stuff that they were pushing out or whatnot, I, I had to have them on at some point. Um, and if you guys are listening to this, thank you, Dave, and thank you, Ashley, for taking the time to sit down and do this. I, I genuinely loved and appreciated the conversation that we had. I, I especially loved the amount of well, love and passion you guys had for Farfetched. Just hearing you guys talking about it, like going over each other and going through like some of the details and some of the, the development of it and whatnot, like it, it's the kind of passion that I love to see online creators have, or just creators in general, hearing the kind of passion that they have for their project. I know how much this means to you guys, and I I was glad to be able to to truly get to know it and let it sink in a little bit more. Um I know that for me, it's the same kind of love and passion that I try to have for the podcast. And it's the same kind of love and passion I try to have for like other projects as well. I know one of the biggest one that I kind of announced elsewhere or whatnot is me and Tipsy J Hearts. Uh, we are working together. Well, she she's creating. I'm helping with the writing. But we want to make the evil little thing a reality. Um you know, her little animated short, you know, Nemo and that, you know, fun, fantastical little crew. We want to make that a reality. And, you know, talking to creators like Ashley and Dave and talking to some of the other people that I've had on this podcast, hearing the passion that they have for this kind of stuff, it's the same kind of love and passion I want to put into everything that I do. The way that they talk about that stuff, the way that they want to do everything humanly possible to make that a reality. That's the kind of stuff that I try to replicate and try to push into whatever I'm given and whatever project I want to do. Um, you know, with this podcast, you see that with the guests I continue to try to bring on and the questions I try to develop with the evil little thing, you know, it's, it's the script and trying to make sure that we are able to tell the proper story that needs to be told more than anything else. Cause I want that to be a reality. I, I genuinely think there's something incredible there and I want to see it brought to life more than anything. In other words, I appreciate conversations like this because in turn I take what you guys say to heart. I take what these creators are saying to heart and I try to reemphasize that in whatever I'm given. Hearing the love and passion you guys have makes me want to make sure that I put that same amount and I push out that same amount with whatever I do. And I sincerely hope that you as the audience do the same thing. Like hearing, you know, Ashley and Dave and hearing everyone that I've had on here, like talking so much about what they are doing and how much they love it or whatnot. That's that, that's the shit I crave more than anything else. So I sincerely hope that today's episode, if nothing else is a good foundation for you guys to push forward and put so much love and passion into everything that you do. Because I know if you push forward as much time, sweat, tears, love, and effort that these guys and any other guests that I've had on the podcast, if you're putting that much into this whatever project you guys are doing, it's going to be incredible. I know it's going to be incredible. Keep up that love and passion. Do some incredible stuff. 
I love you guys. Have a wonderful week.